You are now tuned in to the People's Podcast Show. Welcome to another episode of the People's Podcast. It's your boy, HJ, on the mic. I'm your homegirl, Miss Asian Michelle. Hey, y'all, it's Amber Nicole. And thank you for tuning in to episode 20 of the Ooh, People's wait. Podcast. Ooh, wow. 20? 20 episodes. We, we almost, almost legal. Yes. Drop it to the floor. Oh, we did that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> that last episode. Word up. But that's not what's out when we was about to be 20, 24, sure. right? Right. Sure. sure. Drop it to the floor. Baby, make that ass clap. Drop <laughs> it to the floor. Make that ass clap. Round of applause. Anyway, um, thank you guys. For 20 episodes. Right. 20. Mm-hmm. It's almost legal to drink. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. 2020. Well, you know what happened when you first get to college at 18. Ooh, <laughs> right. You get that freshman 15. <laughs> you right. get that freshman 15 and you get yes. your first little taste. First little taste. <laughs> okay. You find out what happy hour really is. What? So in in Speaking of happy of that, hour. Right. Speaking of the happy hour, <laughs> um, we want to welcome all the new listeners. Word up. All of our and, old listeners. Oh, yeah. All our old listeners. Hey, y'all. Um... We do we do something on every episode. It's called the happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are driving to work, if you're sitting at your desk, or even if you're sitting at the bar, raise what's what's to the right or left of you, even if it's a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. a pen. So cheers to my co host. Cheers. cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers to Uncle Ratu. Cheers to Uncle oh, Rob. Cheers to Uncle Rob. <laughs> Uncle Rob, you feeling better this week? Oh, I'm a hundred. Oh, Yay. good. Uncle Rob was under the weather last week. I was concerned. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was in Virginia uh, mm-hmm. for a three-day weekend event. Mm-hmm. A big majority of the people that were there got sick. Wow. And I didn't know till I started getting phone calls. Yo, would you see? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. Okay, so it wasn't just me. <laughs> right, right, right. That's crazy. That's crazy. It rained that whole weekend. Really? Too, so that's because you were sick. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that was God looking out, saying, "You know what? He can't enjoy much. So let me." Uh, just Uncle Rise sick. Quick. Right. Let me just make it rain, so nobody can handle it. <laughs> let him make fine. it rain. <laughs> it's fine. Clear it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So, um, what's been going on with y'all for happy hour? What's what y'all what y'all been going through? What's been going on? What's been going through, y'all? Oh Lord. Boys, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not pause. I think pause. <laughs> well, not, nothing. Mm. So anyway, um, what were you about? I was about to say. Hey. I was about to say. Well, nothing's been going through me, <laughs> but I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> not with the bell, Jesus. Alex. <laughs> no, go well, first of all. Let's pray for Alex because he has uh, word up right pancreatic cancer. Oh, shout what out to pancreatic cancer. Oh, well, I mean, you know. That was yeah. not he, good news he, when I, I saw know, that. It really made me sad. I really love Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I hope he does pull through like he said that he will. Oh, yeah. shit. He had that? He no, has he has it right now. Had, he announced it yesterday. Yeah. He announced it yesterday. Oh, when it, Nah, he wow. has pancreatic. Nah, he does. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm spitting. Um, He has stage four pancreatic oh, cancer. Four. And he says that the survival rate for it is low, but he's yeah. determined to beat it because he's still contracted for, for to Jeopardy years. for three years and he needs yeah, to fulfill need to his beat contract. It, so I'm trying to oh, pull out my right. contracts. So. Yeah. Prayers to the whole Trebek family. Word. Right. Um, but anyways, other than that, um, my week has been okay. I was 
what did we do? So the, the the start of the week was cool. Um, Tuesday I participated with Asia at our old grammar school and did um read across America. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, got to read to some fourth graders. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. The the takeaway being, um, are you a teacher? <laughs> no, I'm not a teacher. Do you think you could work here? You could teach it. You could teach us. So <laughs> that was a cool response to the people from, well, from the people who I was reading to. Um, Ten year olds have the best questions, mm-hmm. but not eight, nine and eight, nine year olds. They have the best questions. Um, definitely had a ball with them. And then um, Wednesday, I got sick. Well, really, I guess I got sick Sunday, Sunday. and didn't really know I was sick until monday ish tuesday and then went to the doctor yesterday and found out that i have bronchitis i had a fever crazy Mm. fever like 101 and yeah i've been out of work since yesterday but i gotta go back tomorrow which is kind of trash but whatever girl if you want (laughs) i can work it out for you i got a template (laughs) sign it it's fine okay just tell me the fax number I'm gonna I'm go because I, I'm actually like line. I actually have like I'm anxious about getting whatever emails have piled up and mm-hmm. whatever work has just magically found its way to my desk done. So um, that's been my week, you know. Mm-hmm. Is I'm definitely feeling better, so that's good. Got some antibiotics up in me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, I also decided that since Lent, Lent started yesterday, I'm going to stop drinking for Lent, which. I, <laughs> All right, we're going to have to get rid of this goddamn stuff. Um, I, at first, I was like, oh, I'm like not going to participate in Lent. And then I was like looking on Instagram at somebody's. It might have been Leanne. And um, she was like, you know, I could have given up this. I could have given up that. But like eating certain foods for her, like that was the main thing. Like she wanted, she said she wanted to do something that was actually like a sacrifice or like a challenge and something that really would like, you know, take a lot out of you mm-hmm. to actually give up and for me that's drinking like i be drinking every day sometimes not like drinking to get drunk but you know you go home and you have like a glass of wine or something right um so even something as small as that i mean on every thursday i drink like we drink on the show we drink at pre-production drink after the show sometimes and not that that's bad it's fun but i'm just like i think my body could use a nice little detox right um so with that are you going to um do something new or incorporate something new into your life no not really i mean i'm i'll probably go back to the gym now that i'm okay. like you know because it takes focused. 21 days to sure to build a habit yeah because mm-hmm. before it was like 14 days growing right. up, but now it's 21 and i think that by like including something new into your life mm-hmm. like if you're really going to do a detox not saying that you're not but mm-hmm. if you're really going to separate something from out your life you should welcome something new into your True. life because it helps with the positive energy mm-hmm. and then the flow of things because just like a couple um pre-productions ago um instead of coming there coming coming to the pre-production with negative energy i released that negative energy inside the gym whereas when i came encountered with you guys it was just like I was a boost. I had a boost of energy mm-hmm. because I released it all. Like, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like a like something. Well, I'm yeah, super that, proud that of you. Sense. Like yeah. I'm super proud. Yeah, when I saw um, when Amber first told us that she was giving up drinking for Lent, 
And I was like, whoo, child, wish I could do it. <laughs> as I actually thought about it as well. And then I mm-hmm. was just like, you know, my pastor on Sunday um, just talked about us, like about how we give up things for Lent and, you know, what we should do as far as prayer and fasting is concerned. I'm sorry, sis, are you done with your um, yeah, happy done, hour? Yeah. Um, about prayer and fasting mm-hmm. during Lent and how he um, charged us to fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, oh, he's like, and you can alter it, you know, to whatever fits you. But, like, if you dedicate this certain time to that, so I said, oh, maybe I could do that, you know. Um, but as far as giving up something, you know, I think during Lent, and Lent is very important to me as well, you know, Easter coming up. Hey, don't mm, be. Okay? They said he was in there for three days, but on the third day. He rose mm, again. Okay, with all power in his hand. Hey, Hallelujah. Hey, hey. Um, so Easter is very important to me and to us at the People's Podcast. So I said, yes. you know, what can I do? Um, What is going to make an impact in me? Like something that I can do that I really need to have been doing, mm-hmm. but I just be fighting myself or being complacent and comfortable in my and whatever it is that I'm doing and I just decided that like all some things that are extremely toxic um not just with things I consume with people around me they have to go Mm -hmm. fix and so I started off yesterday with someone who is highly toxic in my life that had to leave um and so that yesterday was a tough day for me um but (laughs) hallelujah i made it through and um i felt good when i amen to that when i was done because usually after you have tough conversations with people you need to have a drink you need something to calm your nerves i kindly took the bottle of water that i've been sipping during my conversation (laughs) up to my bedroom and laid my behind down sure and I kindly slept oh so peacefully waking up just a little bit lighter than I did the day before. Mm-hmm. And so for that, I've, I'm, I, my dedication during this season of Lent is just to continue to do those type of things. Get rid of ha- uh, people, um, habits, and things that I've done to myself mental- mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. that have been toxic in my heart. And um, just using that time when I'm because today I had a tough day and during those times where I felt very. um, Like, you know how you just get really, really, really upset inside. Sure. I had I took I used those times to pray. And so I prayed a lot today and God probably got a little tired of me. Never. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm glad that he listened to me. Part two of my happy hour. Let's rewind a little bit. So Saturday, I didn't do much in the daytime. But in the evening, in the evening on Saturday, I um got up with my friends. I totally forgot about that. Wasn't that Saturday, though? <laughs> that was Saturday. What okay. did we do? Because I totally don't remember. We went to, the, um, went to that spot. The Mexican spot. The Mexican spot. Oh, we had a time. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a time on totally Saturday. forgot. We did have Not a time. Not that we didn't have a time. It, I just have a really bad memory. Yeah. No, I, I just remember that as we were sitting sure. here. So Saturday, I met up with my friends, and we moved around a little bit around the city. 
Um, we had a great time. Sunday, I went to church and then I um, linked up with Amber and we sat in the house and wait for Joe to Ooh, come. But he, he never came to the <laughs> I house. I wasn't even called to. <laughs> you know, um, so I just... <laughs> he's trying to tell me time's up. Yes. So let me, just, let me just give a quick story. So... Shoot. When I was on it's my way, it's just a quick little. You knew this was coming. I, Two point five. Had to do it. So I called Joe on my way home, you know, to see, you know, what he was doing. And Joe answered the phone. Mind you, we Facetime. We don't re- really regularly call each other. We want to see each other's face. So I Facetime Joe as I was on my way home. Joe looks very nice. Joe's bald head was shining. Okay. He had on his nice white shirt, looked like a turtleneck a little bit. I couldn't tell crew neck a turtleneck, but it was white, and he was looking very angelic. And so I was Not saying, <laughs> I was saying, oh, friend, you look nice. Like, where you going? Joe said he was heading to brunch. Fix. Okay, in the city. That's what he told me. In the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, oh, let me okay. just throw in that. Typically, when, when we say the city, like people from Jersey City or Newark or whatever, you know, if you say, if I'm going to the city, that means like, oh, I'm going to New York City. Right. That's what that okay, means. Okay, go ahead. But, um, so that's what I assumed when he said he was heading to brunch in the city. The commentation. Okay. Commentation doesn't. Um, the what? The what? Being a commentator doesn't, <laughs> uh, is not needed at this moment. Oh. I so, mean, I mean, as I continue my gonna, story. Are we going to spend the whole episode on happy hour? No, we're just okay. going to finish my I'm story. I'm writing contract right now. Okay. So, um, after that happened, you know, he, you know, Joe called us, called us a little bit later. I let him know that Amber was on her way to my home, and we were going to spend some time together. And he said he called us then and said, "Oh, I will be there. Would you like me to bring a sha la la?" We was like, "Yes, of course." Mm-hmm. And um, so we waited and waited. Oh, mind you, it was a snowstorm. And the snow was on its way. And it snowed, It started to snow so much not the, that, you know, me and Amber came to an executive decision that Amber could not go home, so yeah. she would just stay with My me. My poor little car was not going to make it. Okay. So we said, okay, we'll stay here. Wow, we still haven't heard from Joe. Um, I proceeded to text Joe. I did not receive a response. And so we came to the conclusion that Joe was not going to answer the phone, nor was he, was he going to show up. Big facts. That was disappointing. Um, <sighs> but I'm glad to know that you had made it home safely during that weatherization that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, it w- it's such a shame that you were not able to spend the rest of your Sunday evening with us because you were partaking in festivities in the city of Newark. Um, not the city of Newark. <laughs> 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 you were in the city of Newark at um, uh, what they call the Hotel of Indigo, having a very great time. Um, I'm so I'm so disappointed, you know, because me and Amber had no idea about this party or this day party brunch thing that was happening. <laughs> um, but Joe had he had been aware of it and he partook in those festivities leaving us home alone watching TV, waiting for him to show up. But other than that, you know, my week has been great. You know, it's been a good time. Work sucked today, and that was all. Joe, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, well, there goes my time. <laughs> so uh, Over to you, Joe. <laughs> take it away, Joe, as <laughs> in the studio. Um, so um, to piggyback off of what Asia said, number one, babe, 
I plead the fifth. Okay. They do not know where I was or <laughs> what I was doing. Okay. I mean, I did speak to Asia. Mm-hmm. It was a snowstorm that day. Mm. Mm. It was a storm. Jesus. It was. But, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, My ha- my week was uh great. I mean, you know, I spent time with my friends on Saturday. Um, you spent time with other friends on Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is my happy hour okay, part two. Okay, my bad. So, yeah, so I spent time with uh, my friends on Sunday. and I mean, on Saturday. It was, it was a great time. Um, I felt like my week um, was, after having a great weekend, my my week was put to the test um and i'm gonna be very very short i just felt like a lot of people was throwing their energy around and didn't was didn't didn't um care if i was going to receive it well or not but um you know i'm here and i'm happy to be here um it was it's great to have a we had actually a great pre-production because before um pre-production i felt like my energy was about to be at a zero and I was depletion like yeah it was I was at 15 and but when I saw you guys um and we at the the first five minutes we really didn't say too much and I felt like that was a rejuvenation phase and that was like that's what I needed to see my friends but um I'm here and I'm I'm happy to be here um yeah that's it um before I turn it away to the shit um, it's not the shit. Not yet. Okay. Well, um, I just want to let you guys know that we didn't forget you guys. Um, meet the people is coming soon, and it we is. will announce it to you guys. We didn't forget it, so um, we just want to plan something very, very special for you guys. So um, don't think that we forgot, and don't think that we haven't read and listened to your messages and and heard your scream for wanting to attend our um our event but tomorrow 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 friday um march 8th march 8th at the Brightside tavern regular royal women's network will be hosting game night in honor of international women's day Y'all have been RSVPing something serious. Right. Like I'm so I'm excited. not sure. As of this moment, before we came in, I read the RSVPs. I checked. There are 68 RSVPs. What? Hello. This room, That's crazy. Wow. 68. And this room is really supposed to fit like 50 people. If that. If that. people? 50. 50. 50 maybe. 50 people. <laughs> comfortably? I'm not sure. I'm not saying comfortably, but... Fifty of y'all could probably get in there, right? Um, but that just means it's going to be a lituation tomorrow. Yes, not just for us to get together and have a good time, but in celebration of women, um, influential women, regular royal women, sure, um, and just women from a- around the vicinity of Jersey City and everywhere else. So I'm thankful for everyone. Um, who has RSVP'd so far. We're going to have a great time tomorrow. I can't wait to see you. We have games, food, drink specials, live DJ, tearing it up. So y'all know it's going to be a nice little two-step sha-la-la situation going on. We can't wait to see y'all tomorrow. So pull up Brightside Tavern tomorrow between 7 and 10 p.m. It will probably last longer, but don't show up after 10 because I might shut it down. But After, yo, you know, how many drinks I had. 
after they listen to it. I mean, they're going to they're going to hear this on Sunday. So let me tell you, it was good seeing y'all. <laughs> it was good seeing right. y'all. It was great partying with you guys. You know, a little two steps. You know. I know I'm, my team going to win on Taboo, so you know. Right. My was, team has already won. And it's one of my favorite games. Let me tell you something. I am the reigning champion. 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 Okay, of Taboo. I, my vocabulary is disrespectful. Oh, we can tell. We know. <laughs> Joe knows. That's why Joe, Joe likes to be on my team. <laughs> Have you ever played Taboo with somebody that is so into the game? They're on your team mm-hmm. and they fuck around and help the other team. <laughs> Bruh, I, I don't like the person on my team that's be that's like, ooh, mm, right. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is going on here? In my family, we got a guy's name is Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. Oh my god. Literally goodness. shouting the answers out. Oh no. <laughs> Billy Boss. No, Billy Boss. Relax. But you know what it is? A lot of people like. We got to get to the rules of taboo. Like, Big some people don't even, some people on taboo, they, if you say the word, the other team gets it. Some people play, they don't that get they it. That they don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of different. Uh, the, the acting it out. The mm-hmm. acting. You can't, you, you got to, you're not supposed, supposed to, to use your hands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of rules, but those rules will be disclosed. Yeah. Right. So it was um, good seeing y'all where two I'm a days big, ago. You catch me at the pity pad or the domino table. That's hey. where I'm at. Oh, oh, I'm you playing catch me. A, the old lady game. Yes. <laughs> after, after, after Taboo, you catch me at the spades table. <laughs> okay. Catch me at um, the spades table. But if you, if you were there, great seeing you. You right. know it was a good time. <laughs> if you weren't there, you missed the party. Right. Um, Who rocks the party? Who rocks the party? party. Right. <laughs> Um, it, it will be a good time tomorrow. So um, we're going to get into our Thriving While Black segment. Um, we found a very interesting story this evening about a young lady only 24 years old. Joe, I believe you um, presented this lady to us, this young lady. Who is she? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. For me to love you. Mm-hmm. This is all the parts that, yeah, oh, I got it. But okay. I'm just seeing if Joe don't, Joe, you got it? Or mm-hmm. no? I'm going to take all this out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so there's a her. young lady who's 24 years old who launched a black-owned telecom startup valued at $5.9 million. Dollars, wow. Okay. Wow. She's from Mon- Montgomery, Alabama. Um, she co- She founded this company called Texas Wireless. So it's spelled and you can find it on Instagram, it's spelled at T-E-S-I-X Wireless is based out of Montgomery, Alabama. Um, and it's founded by a 24 year old young woman who is an entrepreneur and her startup is already valued at $5.9 million from multiple investments and an early acquisition offer. What What is it? Like, what kind of company is it? So like a, phone, a phone company, I'm assuming. Yes. Hold on a moment. I'm going to go into... So this company garnered over 3,500 people on its early wait list and allowed, company to, allowed the company to launch two weeks early. They are one of the very few startups to come out of Montgomery, Alabama. Testix has been named one of the very few women-led and CEO-ran company startup in the United States with highlights in Afrotech, women in tech, face-to-face, 
NBC and many more, the startup sees its forthcoming advantage in the telecom space. Um, did you find Tessex Wireless? Oh, you yes, can follow Tessex Wireless. Yes, on and I liked one of their pictures, so hopefully she followed me back. So, um, the uncapped mobile carrier offering nationwide coverage on the nation's largest GSM network. I don't know what GSM network is, but she's GSM is um, if I'm like if I'm not, I might be wrong, but if I can go back to my best buddies, um, there's GSM, and then there's something else. And I want to say usually GSM was like Verizon. She got it. So one of the comments says, left Verizon to support this company has been with the service for about two months and didn't believe the no fees or deal when I signed up. Paid my bill and it was actually true. Purchased more than more Sims today for your for my new business. And you guys just gained seven new lines for for a tow business company. So, yeah, so she's like a wireless company, like your regular Verizon or Sprint. She has plans. Um, it's zero data caps for forty five dollars a month is a current special that she's um, that she's running. And as long as you activate by March fifteenth, you can receive a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card and six months free of Netflix. So y'all need to go follow at Tessix Wireless. That's T E S I X Wireless on Instagram and. Um, oh no, but, Verizon. I'm sorry, it's the opposite. So GSM is not Verizon phones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remembered that from like back in the day. Yeah, but if you follow her or go to www.test6wireless.com, you can find more about what plans are offered and how you could switch right on over to this company that's owned by a 24 year old black woman. Okay. But you know what? Let's give her a round of applause. She has gained, got her crown. Like she's really she's really doing her thing like real talk to you, sis. So we're happy just to see people thriving as black people, women thriving in honor of Women History Month. So shout out to you, Miss Queen. And we hope to hear more from you soon. We know you on rise on to the top. Hey, give it it all all you got. got. (laughs) All right, so you know the next segment that we usually go to um, is the shits, right? Right now, okay, so the shits that we're going to start with is just straight atrocity. It's atrocious. We get tired of talking about it, but it's current. It's happening in the news right now. This is what everybody is talking about. So sometimes the shits can be very depressing. Um, I honestly don't even look forward to getting the list of shit that we need to talk about. Um, but first, we're going to start uh, um, with the Leaving Neverland documentary that was recently released. It was a two-part docu-series, I mean, two-part documentary with a follow-up of an interview with Oprah and the two people who were featured in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not watched the Oprah interview because I can be honest and say when I saw that interview and then I saw that there was over 100 people who were victim of sexual abuse as the audience, it just, it just, I wasn't prepared mentally to watch that because I immediately saw like a woman crying before any question was asked. And I was just like, I don't think I have enough um, in me right now to like kind of consume this so uh, we will get to it and if there's anything we want to comment on next week we'll comment on that but did you guys get to watch the the leaving neverland documentary yes 
I saw I part one. Yes, okay. I've seen. I saw part one and part two. First of all, small disclaimer: me and Amber struggled Sunday <laughs> evening trying to put this on. Um, we got it though, but we did get it, and I fell asleep less than halfway through. Right, and let so me that, watch about myself. That's fine. Days. You, you are <laughs> fine. Yeah, I w- I watched it, and um, I was kind. I like. I was kind of initial reaction. Mm-hmm. I was disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and I was disturbed because I felt like it took me back to the the Robert situation, whereas um, in pre-production, we I could never I couldn't relate to how you guys felt about like just watching the docuseries and knowing that these women were telling the truth because I'm like, number one, I'm not a woman. So just seeing that these men were like. Like telling their stories mm-hmm. and the fact that they were fighting back tears, mm. it just kind of bothered me because it's just like as a as an African American male, it's just like yo, it's very very rare for, to see an African American see us cry because I was told I was told the true definition of a man was to never cry, and it's just like seeing. Even though he's not of African American descent, um, Wade Williams, it was just like more so of like it was just like more so disturbing because it's like as a man, period, he tried to grasp every ounce of strength that he had inside him, every fiber of strength that he had inside of him, and fought it back with like tears. Which and, black man you talking about? No, I said me as a black oh, man. Oh, but I'm like, I thought these people was white. No, but they but they are, but just to Not see... Not that that matters, I'm just... It, yeah, to, but just to see as a man, period, yeah. that he was trying to fight back from tears. And mm-hmm. the fact, one thing that was, like, very, like... You're saying that his tears made it real for you. Yes. Okay. And the fact that, that over the years, like, in watching the watching the documentary, it was just, like, over the... um, He was just, like, over the years for him, he didn't see that it was wrong, that that Michael was mm-hmm. touching him. And I'm like, oh, how could you not see what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't real. It was. It didn't become realistic to him until um, he had a son. Mm-hmm. And that same vision that he had with, um, allegedly having with Michael, um, he saw his son, Michael doing the same thing to his son. Mm-hmm. And that's when it became real. Oh, shit. Mm. He did it to his son? No. no he, just he just had vision. He had the vision. Yeah, I'm going to see it clearly. Yet, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so it was so it wasn't until like he had that vision. Right? That comes out in part two of the documentary. Yeah, it comes in part two. So it was just like it was like, wow. So it was like you asked the question, like, why? Why didn't he tell earlier? Why did he lie um in the court of law? Why did he lie um on um on different television mm-hmm. um networks? I saw an interview where he said Michael was pretty much training him because he was, he was a, a dancer. little kid. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was a dancer to but, defend him. Oh yeah, but like what, it, was, it wasn't wrong. But oh, what yeah. disturbed me the most was the mother because I just felt like she lived a certain life, quote unquote lifestyle, mm-hmm. and because her son was like so in love with Michael because he 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 wasn't into like basketball, football, the sports. He was more so in the performing arts. He was they his sister says in the beginning was just like, yo, he was reading and stuff like that. He could play basketball. He would do he did sports, but he felt more joy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he saw Michael's first video 
that not his first video, but one of his videos that he felt like the initial like, aha, mm -hmm. I like that. I can do that. And he rewind fast forward to learn the dance steps to this particular video. Mm -hmm. And not for nothing, if people don't know who Wade Robinson is or Ray, Wade Robeson, he's mm -hmm. very, very, very prominent in the chore choreographic industry or choreography yes. industry. He's a well-known choreographer. Yes. Um, he has choreographed these shows in Vegas, shows for NSYNC. Um, and a lot of people, he's directed film, a film, I like, I only know of one film, but he's directed movies. He's always wanted to be a director. And he said that that was one of the things that Michael pushed him to, to do, do yeah. um, and said that he would always be a, like a famous filmmaker. Um, for my initial reaction watching the documentary, and um, I watched the first part of the part one. <laughs> <laughs> the first part. <laughs> the first part of part one with Amber, and I remember sitting there, and I don't know if you remember Amber, I was like, this is really dramatic. Yeah. And um, I thought, like, initially, and I didn't want, like, I was battling with that initial feeling because it was like, I don't want to, like, automatically just be like, this shit is fucking stupid because they were talking about Michael Jackson, right? Because, like, at the end of the day, when it comes to the situation with R. Kelly and the things that happened to those young women and people who defended R. Kelly, it's just like these things could have happened to these people. Sure. We just will never know. Absolutely. It was just, like, the things that transpired as far as the trial um, between, you know, R. Kelly and then what happened to Michael Jackson, it was just, like, you know, with R. Kelly, we saw those things in plain sight. We saw the video. We had concrete evidence. But when it came to Michael's trial, we had to go based off hearsay. And, you know, when it came to Wade Robeson, it was just like, yeah, you said no and you thought this. But then there was a whole the whole idea of him saying, you know, like, I didn't really think that what happened, our relationship was wrong because that I just knew that I loved Michael and he loved me and like that was yeah. what love was and right. so I understood that because it's just like if you've been trained as a child to think that that's what love is when as an adult if you don't know any better then yeah you might make that assumption yeah was Michael's interaction interaction with children inappropriate absolutely um but it's just very difficult to there's a lot of things that happened to Michael as there is a lot of things that happened to R. Kelly in their childhood. Um, but it's just... Which serve as no excuse. There's no excuse for mis... Uh, for mistreating or doing wrong things to children. Point blank, period. Um, and I think there are going to be people who are... And I think what it is is what's making it so hard for people at this moment is this whole cancel culture mm -hmm. type of thing. Because it's like it's either like you cancel this person or not. Like, we could talk about cancel culture all we want because we need... There's a lot of things that need to be canceled and a lot of things that we just Back put up on social media and be like, cancel this and cancel that. What, what is cancel culture? So cancel culture is basically, like, it's a movement, like, on social media where people say, like, if something's wrong or something they don't agree with, they can say cancel R. Kelly, which means, like, don't we not we not talking fucking with R. Kelly. We're not talking yeah. about him. We're not listening to his music. Cancel Michael Jackson. We're not talking about him. We're not listening to his music. Cancel this person because we're against whatever it's they like got going on. even hearing both sides of but, the story, before even knowing all the facts about something. It's just like because if it's not a human, something. it could be like it could be like a restaurant. Like, oh my god, I found a bug in my burger. 
cancel this restaurant. And people were doing that with Oprah. People were saying cancel Oprah because Oprah interviewed these two individuals that were involved in the um Leaving Neverland documentary. And it's just like you can't really do that. I I I didn't watch the documentary, so I don't know how it went. Um, I do believe that you can never cancel Oprah. I think Oprah can cancel you, but you cannot cancel Oprah. But Um, but you know what, too? Um, I I sat in like I and I kind of I wouldn't even say I watched it. I kind of listened to it. I kind of I did listen to everything was going on, and when Mm -hmm. when I would hear that like certain pictures were shown. I would um, glance over to my phone, but um, I do. They show pictures? It was like, no, 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 not graphic mm-hmm. pictures, but like uh-huh. different pictures of like Neverland and stuff oh, like that. Uh-uh. It just leaves me to believe just watching different um, psychological shows, um, such as, you know, my, my favorite one, Iyanla, Fix My Life. Um, it kind of brings me back to looking at everything in a different um telescope whereas we need we need to sit there and say where did this come from like how did this begin and 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 then when i look at like michael it kind of michael never grew up like he grew up physically but he never grew up mentally like he still was in that he thought he was peter pan he thought like neverland where did that come so from so here's like a, my thing right but hold on that's fine i mean i didn't get to say my piece but it's fine go ahead hold on so yeah so they so I, I, yes, I agree that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I 100, I'm not saying that it's not. And if he was alive and he, he got acquitted for it, go to jail and do what you need to do. But what I'm saying is like, it, he needs to be treated in some way, like psychologically, whereas people understand like, yo, this is not right. Because if you think back to all the, the old, all the Michael Jackson five movies, he was the youngest one. So he watched his brothers grow up and his father was like, you need to stay a child, but you watching your brothers do whatever they were doing. So now I got to grow up fast, but I'm told to stay, stay like a child. So he, he, he used to have that voice. <laughs> do it again. Voice. And it's just like people trusted him. What I don't agree with, and I feel like in all aspects needs to be looked at, is the fact that like the parent, like it was once, and I'm and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna give you give it Thank to you, you after I, this. I, I never got to say anything. You you you're concluding, but I didn't put my opinion. That's what I was. Saying. No, yeah, I was gonna pass it on to you. That's fine. Well, what I wanted, what what gave what what made me like upset was I feel like the parent sat there and. They were oblivious because oblivious to a lot of things because there was one um, part of the docu- documentary where the mother stayed right next door to where Michael and um, the little boy were staying, the mm-hmm. man at the time. And she knocked on the door and Michael opened it and he was allegedly he said, oh, I didn't know the door was locked. That was when that was actually when the rooms that they were staying in, the, the mom and that and was safe chuck though. That no, was, that was it? I think it yeah, I think it was safe safe that chuck. The other kid. That was the, that wasn't Wade, but it, she said that their rooms kept getting further and further oh, apart. Right. Yeah, and so one day she decided to go over to where they were staying and the door was locked. 
that he the young boy would stay with Michael and she would stay somewhere else and their rooms kept getting further and further apart and she didn't understand. She said, and it the, was on different floors. Yeah, they was like on different floors on other sides of the building and like, she would like, ask the people like, oh, "Why are oh, we staying right. so far away?" And they would be like, "Oh, but we couldn't find a suite." Oh yeah, that's what it was. There were there wasn't a suite available next to them, so we put so you first over it would here. Be a few rooms. Mm-hmm. Then it was like you know few more rooms (laughs) and it's like in in the house or in hotels in hotels but when they were traveling but set the whole hotel that's what i'm saying it's just like she was not focused on his his state at that moment she was more so saying like yo he had clothes on she wasn't worried about his mental state so when she walked in the room she just brushed it aside that he said that the door was unlocked he the door was locked. The door was locked. And he didn't. He's like, oh, I didn't know the door I was do. locked. Like, yeah. But when she walked in, everybody was Had fully clothed cold. and everything like and this. Just, and, and like, honestly speaking, like, as an adult, you don't have to have fun with all your clothes off. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take our clothes off. <laughs> Oh. I could do it too, Joe. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I mean, With like, throwback, yes. right? So yeah. So that's a like. I kind of feel like I, it's disturbing, and I do understand, like. No grown man should be in a room with a little boy in the door locked. Okay. okay. I don't. Okay. My mother, my mother didn't let me spend a night at people's mm-hmm. house like we said before. I couldn't even lock the doors in my room. It's like <laughs> Uncle Ross said he's taking the taking the hinges off the door. Mm-hmm. Fact. You locking <laughs> doors, girl? You closing doors? Right. I couldn't even close the door. Right. Go ahead, sis. I'm good. Okay, so moving on to R. Kelly. Um, what were you guys gonna talk about there? Oh, the well, update. Oh, these two girls, right? Yes, we will. In his interview. Before we say that, though, I wanted to go with just a little snippet on that Michael Jackson documentary. Sure, sure. I thought it was very dramatic because, not for nothing, like, when I watch things, whether they're documentaries or not, I watch how, like, I watch, I watch for placement. I watch for words that are chosen to say. Mm-hmm. And everything seemed very produced, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. When it came to the way they shot scenes and, and it seems everything seemed very produced, which made me question a lot of things. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. It's just so people could, when that. you watch, watch with an open eye. And I only learned that because one of my best friends is a filmmaker. And he told me, like, why things are placed in scenes, why certain things fade Dramatic. out, why mm-hmm. things are certain widescreen and things are more narrowed in. Like, I, so I watched that when I watch things. And you can see all of that if you watch a little bit more closely in this documentary, which makes me question sure. a lot of the motive sure. behind the documentary. But documentary. again, they, another thing that they did say was um, the estate is about to. Yeah, they're suing for like $300 million or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but. I'll go to that. Yeah. But, like, my whole, when I watched it in the beginning, I, I kind of was like, yo. So what is the purpose of this? And at the end, Wade did say um, something about like he want like any any person that has ever been um, touched or molested or anything like that. He wants to be the person like I guess the, at the forefront of it sure. to make sure that sure. like to let them know it's okay to come come out and 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 tell speak your truth. But again, I mean, he spoke his truth. And I'm still asking what your ulterior motive is. I'd like to see all the the R. Kelly documentary and the Michael Jackson shit. I'd like to see the interviews in full. Mm-hmm. Fuck the edit. 
Yeah. You know what right. I mean? I, let give me the option to fast forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even with the R. Kelly shit, the girl said, I sat there for three hours. Yeah. But you only see like 10 minutes mm-hmm. of, of what of she her, had to say. Uh, yeah. Like, what's the other shit she said right, that we could have, right. you know, judged for ourselves? Sure. You know, that body language shit like that. You're going to let somebody tell a story, let them tell the whole story. Like unedited. Don't try to chop it up to make it look good yep. for the victim or look good for the... Uh, they got to do it for Because the TV. R. Kelly one was extremely, even though it was like more raw in terms of like the setting, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty produced too. Sure. Oh, right. hell yeah. Um, I think hell that yeah. R. Kelly is just seeming like more of a monster because A, he's alive. Um, B, it's girls. See, he's black. If we just keep, he, I mean, Michael's black, but like, Michael was black, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, right. Mm-hmm. He was so born like black, <laughs> right? That too, exactly. That when I say to he's a black, nine-year-old. right? It's like you know, he he's he's like black in terms of like you know, his audience compared to like Michael Jackson's audience ain't mm-hmm. the same. It's not the and same. And R. Kelly has a huge fucking fan base. I'm sure he got lots of white people in his fan base also, but that Michael Jackson touch is really something, like, different. Like, his demographic is, is like, his n- is nobody literally, when you say worldwide, yeah. like, yeah. his shit is literally exactly. worldwide. One million Not percent. a fucking country don't know Michael Jackson. One million percent. Not one continent country. to right. continent. Right. Continent so. to continent. Facts. Mm-hmm. And not that that has anything to do with blackness, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I feel like R. Kelly is being made out to be, um, you know, this a monster. bigger monster. Not Damn. that I fucking care about R. Kelly, because I don't. Um, but, you know, then, then Michael Jackson is. But the thing is, if all these things against Michael Jackson are true, then he is, to me, you know. The lowest. The lowest the of the low. Earth. Like, R. Kelly is pretty fucking low, but... You know, Michael's right there next to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is just wild. But anyway, um, Robert, are y'all done with well, Michael Jackson? Yes. Yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, in other news, R. Kelly was in the news this week too. Um, I'm sure everyone saw the very explosive. Number one, he's back in jail. Big yeah. facts. But I don't agree. With, I don't understand that, and I don't want to agree about him know. being in jail for child support. But he was already in jail. Keep him in jail then. They couldn't because the, for that for that charge he there was get no bail. warrant for it. Right. Mm-hmm. For this he needs to pay child support. It's no it's no bail for this. He needs to pay one hundred and sixty one thousand dollars in order to get out of jail. They say he gonna get it next he Wednesday. Known that, like, <laughs> next he week? did say that. And he needed help paying his bail Wednesday, on the last right? one. <laughs> they said next Wednesday. I'm so like, they didn't unfreeze his accounts. I don't know nothing about no accounts. But they said he 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 says to say it's supposed to come out next Wednesday. I said next Wednesday. Damn, you ain't got a friend to give you a hundred sixty. Well, there was that woman who owned them daycares in Chicago that used whatever <laughs> you know, that money she found. Like, you know that was her life. Right? <laughs> she don't got another. Uh, honey. So I don't know. Every child had... probably came out of that school that day. Like, Woo! You know, sure, she lost it. a lot of benefits. Yeah, because right? I, I could imagine with that woman. I said, if I was somebody who had my child in one of her daycares, the moment I found out that she went and bailed R. Kelly out, I'm pulling all my children out of that school. Every one of them children. Every one of them. Tell me about you it. You won't get this tuition this year. Tu- tuition? What? <laughs> Next month? Mm-mm. Sorry, he going to public school. 
<laughs> okay. I think they're about to stay on R. Kelly neck right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I but think they're going to keep trying to push every, take every angle absolutely. they can to keep on him. Absolutely. And what I would have, go ahead, friend. No, I was just going to quickly say, like, with the way that everything is being placed between these this R. Kelly and this Michael Jackson situation, this is where I pull my conspiracy theorist Ooh. out. Because the reason these things are being placed the way they are at the same time is for a bigger picture. Bigger, bigger, bigger. But we're picture. not going to talk about that. We want to talk about what happened in these interviews. Wait. Okay, go ahead, friend. You go first. Wait, no, no, Amber go first. Okay, you no, go. Y'all you continue go. talking on y'all show because y'all are just... <laughs> <laughs> enjoying the time I'm just reading Please, You read a lot So I figured you yeah, had something to say I'm listening I'm really li- I'm listening to y'all I ain't got nothing to say yet oh, what about So you, Joe? you Ember you go first No I'm good I'm... Oh come on now Let's, let's... Alright well listen <laughs> I ain't got time so, for that So I just I just feel like um, Just like Asia said Like a conspiracy Um My I'm um, Michael Robert went on. Number one, big ups to Miss Gail King because she maintained her composure and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, I just felt like um, it was placed exactly in the in the, in the exact timing because there were certain things that were said in Robert's interview a couple of days ago and the young lady's interview last night that was like it worked parallel with a lot of things a lot of people said excuse me in the surviving r kelly series Mm -hmm. such as um asriel said that her parents forced her to go um to to do certain things with allegedly with robert and in the in the docuseries with surviving r kelly the parents were saying like yo um if we went to go see his 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 concert and we pushed her on he picked her to be on stage like picked her to go on stage and then your father allowed you to go on stage sure. what so i feel like they fed off of that like whoever their pr whoever the pr person was for the girls mm-hmm. should have been the same pr person for r kelly because he got up and did all this hand motion and made himself look like a beast like you said You gotta, you gotta. I think, I that. think, not that, but I just think this whole thing with Gail, this whole thing with Oprah, this whole thing with Michael Jackson, the fact that these girls were Gail, Oprah, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson. Yep, okay. all of them, Gail, Oprah, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, are all in the same pot right now. Amen. Why did Asriel and Joycelyn get interviewed? This morning, mm-hmm. Robert got interviewed yesterday, yesterday. morning. Mm-hmm. There was a phone call from Joyce and to her family yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. All this shit is connected. But I thought that it was all. I thought the interview with like R. Kelly, Asriel, and Joycelyn happened and like it happened the in the same day. Yeah. It's just that they're, they're releasing they're the interviews in pieces. Right. Okay. So, so like, the interviews on the girls are not out yet. The interviews on the girls came out today. Yeah. It came Thank out God today. for the People's Podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now and, I know. <laughs> right. And Shit. it's like, clearly, oh my God. Clearly, right. Clearly this man was still there. Like, there's there's no reason for, I mean, even if we did, no reason for us to believe anything that those girls said because they're still being their robotic program selves that they've been, even since the documentary came out, basically, 
Um, Asriel coming out saying, oh, my parents are trash. They're the ones who did this. I'm doing fine. Joyce and been seen on TMZ and all these other platforms. I'm fine. I'm good. Stop contacting me. Da, 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 da. For me, it's like, why is that even like able to happen? Since all these counts of things have been filed and all these things have been, you know, he's been so-called like charged for all these things. Why? Why are those two girls able to be there? Like, why? Why is this stuff able to happen? Because they're grown. They're grown. Ain't That's nothing, nobody fine. It's twenty one and twenty three. That's fine. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, what? Then they're grown. Fine. What then has to happen? Like to me, it's like I don't know. There's something to me. There's just something that's under all of this shit. And Miss Oprah. And now Miss Gail too got some shit brewing. And these 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 companies, CBS, you know, whoever TMZ rocking with, because TMZ always got the scoop on R. Kelly and his victims. Like to me, it's just some type of like underlying thing going with all these. Yo, things. I'd get a girl to go undercover. Yeah. It's easy. All you gotta pick the right girl, the right age, have her at these R. Kelly trials. Okay, just like that other 14-year-old girl right. got his mm-hmm. attention. All you need is the right girl to play the part, get in that house. Hopefully, well, she'll live. He hasn't killed anybody yet. <laughs> but we just got to hope that I, that's the but only it's way like, around Who it. knows what he does? Do, what who, what he does? Like, that girl, when, <laughs> when girls, like, you know, quoting the girl from the documentary, he makes that face like, <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, the girl's like, oh, my God, you know, I was in this room this all black room and R. Kelly d- did these unspeakable things to me. And then it pans to his face and his face is basically like, yeah, she right. Like <laughs> he couldn't even hold it in. Like it's, it's like, yo, get this guy out of here, bro. Like how's this man still walking around? But I digress. I do agree with what you're saying in terms of like, I feel like there's something like underlining happening. Um, but it just puts me to another perspective again. Like, not to say that Azriel and Joycelyn is wrong. I mean, right. But are what if they were wrong? What if they were right with what they were saying about how their parents wanted funds? That's what they want us to believe. But that's what, no. But what I'm saying is, what if it's true? You not, really think that could be like, like, like they, they I mean, like like that's what they I'm, want. This I mean, conversation, like yes, that's what they, they want. Us that's to what think. they want. But. Working in the healthcare field, do you know how, like, how many people come to, like, the psych center because their parents has pushed them so far, whereas they're, they're going off the rocker because they wanted them to be a person that they, the parent couldn't have been? Yeah. Well, I think, I think we have to remember one thing. There are a very big, gigantic handful of women who are willing to subject themselves to the shit that they've been subjected to sure. just to be where they're at. Sure. Yeah. They're with R. Kelly. I agree like 100%. some of that shit just never fades away. I agree. 100%. Like some girls grow up and be like, what the fuck am I doing? This nigga yeah, crazy. Yeah. Some girls be like, you know, this R. Kelly, I'm I'm riding this out. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? 
No matter yo, how shit. fucked up the yo, I'm wearing nice clothes. I'm going places. Jojo that ain't even got a fucking job, mm -hmm. and she stay with him. Sure, but, you know what I mean. So, and at that point, where that's where they, where, where one of the girls were were saying like, "Oh yeah, we go to amusement parks and all that other stuff." <laughs> like she just thought she thought Six Flags was. <laughs> Was a freaking Rufus <laughs> <laughs> the Rufus of amusement park? Uh, I ain't go to Donny Park. I, I went to Six Flags, bitch. Flag. And then he like what? When when he shut it down so they can go there and nobody else is there because right. they evidently they ain't. They there. went in the winter time when they nobody was all really over the night. Like when did you go to an amusement park, sis? <laughs> in and why is that what you're bragging about? Like right. it just shows that your your brain has not evolved since you Facts. got there when you were mm -hmm. seventeen. Michael Jackson syndrome. They still mm -hmm. fucking young in the head. Right. Children. Like he is not allowing you to grow. He already dumb, so ain't much he could teach you. And not for nothing, he, the way they were even speaking in these uh. interviews, it just sound they sound so childish. I, yeah. I was just telling um, Amber and Joe earlier, I got this really eerie feeling watching it because they sound like robots. Like somebody fed them something. And they just have to repeat this. And if they don't repeat this, then they know like it's they ass. So they just, you yeah. know, repeating things. And it just sounded so robotic. This, like, was, this was all PR. This was all a stunt because he probably knew he was going to jail today or whenever he went back. Right. Which was um, yesterday, yesterday when this yeah. when, it, like, when it aired. He had to have known. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, let's get this out. You know, do your best. Mm -hmm. acting on there Robert because it was damn sure some acting word and Gail came out and said like yeah I, R. Kelly was right around the corner when I was speaking to the young girls and oh, you yeah. know he was right around the corner and he kept coughing and clearing his throat kind of trying to make it wow. known that yeah. he was right around the yeah. corner wow. and he was speaking to the cameraman about like oh maybe I should stop this interview should I stop this interview but he didn't stop it like, but he was talking to the cameraman and not you right. are their lawyer around the corner she like, asked, <clears throat> yeah. When like, the girls were talking them, to Gail. She asked the girls, like, so what is your relationship with Robert? Mm -hmm. And she's like, we're with him. We're we are with him. And she says, well, when you say with him, because they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're each other's support system. We're all family. We're she's like, no, this. I'm talking she's about like, sexually. Talking about <laughs> and she blacked out. Like, you know, I don't talk about what goes on in my bedroom as a woman. And as a woman, you know, you, you should. This the 21-year-old girl talking. Talking to Gail King. <laughs> so next question mm -hmm. like like you know real disgusting I'm sorry I, I still feel sorry for them oh yeah. no absolutely it's trash it's trash but it's like you to be manipulated idiot. like that and you're only 21 years old right if they were to ever get out this situation imagine how hard and how long it will take for them to just get back to self you know, it's going to take forever. And that's right. going to be such a grueling journey for these young women if, when they, if and when they get out of this. I, and I, I do believe that R. Kelly is going to be um, punished for what he's done. I, I'm hoping that. but Some what's, of the punishment. Some of not the, right. All that he but not deserved. even all. Right, yeah. exactly. But for these women to recover from it, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't see it. Um, and I feel bad about that. I just think they were they were put on the interview to negate everything from the documentary. Absolutely, like how Asriel completely flipped the trans the, flipped the narrative of of her parents wanting mm -hmm. her to be this superstar. Went on the documentary, she's the it, they were saying how badly she was telling them, "Go away, you're you're ruining this for me." Clearly, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. And now 
now they wanted you to do all this and they were working you so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I went on her Instagram, I don't remember what it is now, but like right after the documentary, and like you could see like she had all these videos of her singing and it wasn't like it didn't look like, you know, she was being forced or like her parents were it was her taking the videos mm-hmm. of herself. So I don't you, know. you know what I got from the pieces of the interview I did see with him? He he been paying attention to us. Oh, for sure. So his answers, a lot of the shit he was saying was shit we was saying. Yep. So he yep. take what we would say and use it as his defense. Monster, yeah. Lucifer saying all these things. Like, I'm not that. Yeah, I'm why Why that. would I do that? The mm-hmm. parents, the parents, the yeah. parents. You've yeah. never said that shit before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we said that. Now. Exactly. We, we said it's the parents' fault. And so after, we, after I mean? we watched the documentary and then he chose to sure. ride that wave sure. too. Sure. Sure. But before, you never heard him mention anything about the parents, the mm-hmm. parents, the sure. parents. And so after we started questioning the parents after the documentary aired. We gave him right. his defense. Yes, Basically. exactly. We helped, this we helped him. Because he said, oh, if you watched this documentary, oh, I'm, and I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been watching them comments Over since. and over. So there goes that. It's, it's bad. It's, it's just, bad, and I, and honestly, it's like exhausting. it's so it's draining to talk about, it right? Really is. Like that was one of the things that I was like literally dreading to talk about today. I'm like, I know we have a podcast and we have a responsibility sure. to report on these type of things, but goddamn, am I tired of talking about it? And it's just like, but it's something that people need to be aware of. But it's so emotionally and mentally draining and sad that it's almost like you want to avoid it, right? You know. Um, but other things that need to be talked about that are particularly draining is this whole Jesse Smollett situation. Um, and some reports came out that the nurses um, or dozens of hospital workers at the hospital that he attended when after his alleged attack were fired for reviewing yes. his records, his hospital records. Um, so Northwestern Memorial Hospital may have been, um, there are workers there that may have been fired for accessing his medical records um, when he was treated in the emergency room after claiming two men had viciously attacked him. And sources tell CBS Chicago that the workers have been terminated after gaining access to his medical chart, which is against hospital policy. Policy. HIPAA violation. Right. HIPAA violation, hospital policy and protocol. Right. Uh, one of the nurses said that it was a misunderstanding and she claimed she never accessed this chart. So um, I think there were a lot of the nurses who denied ever accessing his chart. Right. Yeah. One nurse had said that. Um, well, a couple of them said that um, that she was in the process of looking for something else mm. and she kind of scrolled. It fell in your lap, girl. Yeah. <laughs> right here in her lap. After her services were met, um, they escorted her out with, mm-hmm. no, with no explanation why. And they Damn. Why would you do that? Knowing these people could find everything. Because like. she was curious on what really happened and then if, if she didn't have gotten caught, she was going to report it. And then get some money for right. it. So, well, how much information did she get? Maybe there's she still didn't get a any because she fired. She trying. She's still fighting for her job back. Mm. No, I mean she looked at the files, right? So she at least got the information in the files, even though she wasn't able to keep the files. We don't know because they fire her before she can even say anything. And then obviously, well, that's she, what I'm saying. She Hopefully, she much. got some information. That'd be nice, <laughs> right? It's like you go well, fire me, but. 
Right. I'm about to I mean, get. she's still hey. fighting. She's fighting for her job back. That's right. why she didn't disclose her. her I, was say, I guess if she comes out with that information, it'll be like. She don't get her job how back. Else, she going they can, hard. She how don't. else would you have gotten that information kind of thing? Yeah. Then you're going to jail. And so. then she can go to jail <laughs> for violations. Uh, and then. Well, that's sad, you know. And um, when it but that's com- what they get. They shouldn't have been doing. Like, come on, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to this whole situation with Jesse, it's just like, I don't think he knows the the bomb that he just set off. You know what I'm saying? When he was putting this together or allegedly if whenever this was being done, like, I don't know if whoever was behind this or whatever is going on, like, you're affecting so many people's lives. Like, if Jesse, Jesse could be telling the truth, it might have been attacked and somebody could have set him up. And that's but it's just like because everybody out here like just right. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Because now people are looking at him crazy because it right. looks like he set it up. But what if he had no idea? And it's just like you were trying to do something shady to him. But look how many people you have affected. Mm-hmm. And then if it's like Jesse, if you was out here lying, bro, not the right time to be doing some Big shit like thanks. that. Like it's really not. So it's unfortunate. And I do feel like these people are playing us in this fiasco, whoever is doing this or whatever is going on. Like they are truly playing us and yeah. playing on our feelings and about what we're going to be a pat what we're going to be passionate about. But now people are losing their jobs. Absolutely. Like, like you know what I'm saying? People? Like we're affecting <laughs> real people's lives right now. He started a whole domino effect. Oh yeah. Fucking shit up. That's well, that's going. what happens when big lies, when people tell big lies. Yeah, yeah. people don't yeah. understand. Like, your lies can start a domino fuck effect and fuck up. other people right. up. It's just not fair, you know? Let's so, just hope that the lies of Donald Trump get his ass. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. But that's another story. Yeah, right. that is another story. <laughs> you know another story that I wanted us to get into tonight? What? Is the story of Will- Wendy Williams and her husband, Kevin. Right, it ain't going no damn way. Chow. Okay, so for me, and I and I'll be honest, I used to love Wendy Williams, Always especially when I first started radio. <laughs> sure, I used to want to be the next Wendy Williams of radio. Like I wanted to start the trouble. I wanted to be the the fire starter. I wanted to talk about the shit that nobody else talked about. So I used to mirror how I interview people after Wendy. Anyway. Then I found out, you know, crack is whack and things sure. like that. And so I was just like, oh, Wendy's different, you know. She's different. Something else is going on with her. I don't necessarily agree with. Long story short, Wendy has been out, was out of work until last Monday. Are you showing me something? No. Oh. Um, Wendy has been out of work since last Monday. I mean, I'm sorry, for two months until last Monday that passed. Mm-hmm. Um, she was out of work for complications with, quote, unquote, I don't want to say that with her Graves disease. And um, also she has thyroid issues. So she was out of work sick. She just mm-hmm. returned back. And during her return back to the air, she was very adamant on um, just explaining her marriage um, with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, because it has always been talked about how Kevin has, you know, had infidelity issues, how he, he has a child with his mistress, right. how he's abusive, how he has controlled Wendy's career. Um, and a lot of the staff at the Wendy Williams show says that he was very problematic. 
Um, so Wendy came back on Monday and she basically defended her marriage. She says, we've been together 28 years, married for 25. This ring ain't going nowhere in this lifetime and this, this and that. And I've, I've seen, I've seen in so many instances and also have been a part of the whole party of women who will constantly defend a relationship that they know is toxic or that is not Sometimes it's not a 17, 18, 19, 20 year old no. being uh, manipulated by R. Kelly. No, Sometimes it's a grown, it's grown ass, ass women. fucking conscious women. No, absolutely. Uh, I've seen it growing up. And I've had women older than me tell me, well, Let that's me what, no, not, it's oh, just like, okay. that's what men do and that's uh, what you deal with as a woman. And okay. I'm just, I, I came to terms, thank God for the mind that he gave me. I, I know better. Um, but I've grown up with that mentality. So I see the mentality that Wendy has, and it's unfortunate because I know women her age who would tell me as a young woman the same thing, that you stick with it, that's your man, he married you, he put the ring on your finger, so you must, you know, go through shit because mm-hmm. that's because mm-hmm. you got a ring. Bitch, if you don't get the fuck right. out of here. here, okay? Um, But poor Wendy is um really what I wanted to say what? in regards to, um, I guess not poor Wendy. But you, but you know what? But you know what? I, I feel bitch bad. bitch always talking about other people's relationships. No, no, you're right. And disrespecting other women in bad situations. <laughs> Fuck Wendy. But you know why I'm I say sorry, poor Wendy? Podcast, cut me out if you want. No, I would never. Wendy. No, we could keep that in there. I'm saying Great. poor Wendy because it's unfortunate <laughs> that a woman on such a platform um, can have this happening to her. And at the same time, there are young women bad who are like me listening to her and t- wanting to live up to her standards. Um, uh, for- fortunately, not unfortunately, but fortunately for me, I was able to see outside and see over that. But there's other one who, women who might come behind me and listen to old Wendy William interviews and hear how popping Wendy was back in the day and be like, I want to be just like Wendy, not knowing that Wendy was on drugs or that Wendy was going through this or that Wendy was going through that. So do you really want to be like Wendy? Right. Let me tell you, let me tell you how that conversation went with Kevin did. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Con- Kevin. She lifted those breastuses that she has. Lord. Up. What? And she held them shit Lord. tight and said, Kevin. She lifted them. Lifted them <laughs> and held, gra- them. held them up and said, Kevin. <laughs> She's just like Kevin. There's money to be made. And I don't give a F what you do out there. But don't let the, the people know what the F you doing out there because mm-hmm. I got to sit down and talk <laughs> about these people. And I can't be the one that I'm talking about. Right. So she went out there and said, yo, if you doing shit, don't let that shit come out of this house at home. Right. Don't. And come- there's a lot of women who say that. And, sure. And- Mm-hmm. Let me brush it under do the rug. Do what you do, but just don't let it doing. come back to me. I don't let nobody else find, find it. Right. Let me brush mm-hmm. it under the rug. Just, just know that when you lift that rug up, it's a whole bunch of dust mites under that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she said, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> That's Don't bring That's that Madea. shit. Kevin. 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 Shout out to Madea. Shout out to Madea. She goes on her show. Yeah. And she went on her shit. show and defended exactly. And then the she, next day, a woman's gonna get up. Hey, Wendy, I got a question for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, well, ain't that ain't that crazy? Fuck that nigga. Exactly. He ain't uh, shit. Right. But, but then she gonna tell somebody else what to do. 
to tell somebody Ooh, in, to talk about somebody in society 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 <laughs> society tell them what they should do or how they should be doing something else or talking about the Kardashians or talking about somebody it's when sure. baby girl she hates the Kardashians idiot. when yeah. baby girl mm-hmm. I hate we know Williams. your situation she's, she's disgusting. She sometimes you know excuse me right. like uh, she's gross like I'm it's, not, it's, I, I tell you it, I listened to that show on the mm-hmm. radio one time and a girl called in and she was so distraught and she was just like you know, depending on Wendy, mm-hmm. Wendy just called her all types of fucking idiots. Stupid. You're mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. I was like, but look what Wendy doing. you for advice because she look up to you. Mm-hmm. She does that to her audience members. Like, if the shoe don't fit, we know it's not. It's the, like, y'all really want Wendy's It definitely ain't Wendy because she got a monstrous foot. Girl. Right. But, you know, it's just unfortunate. Even Charlemagne um, commented on this whole thing because, you know, he used to work with Wendy for a very right. long time and was fired by Kevin. Um, so right. he was like, yeah, I don't fuck with Kevin. And I don't think it's just because he was fired, but I think it's because he saw what happened behind closed doors. He sure. said, I I, I really fucking women hope. With Kevin. Right. I he was like, I really hope that she finally walks away from it. And... There has been abuse allegations when it came to Kevin. It has been the um, the cheating allegations. And he ain't nothing to look at, y'all. Oh, no. But um, it's unfortunate that other people see it. Even when um, she had left for the two months, her staff was like, we just hope he never shows up again. We don't want to see Kevin like Kevin is the reason for this and Kevin is the reason for that. So, I mean, when you got all these outside influences commenting in when shit hit the fan, that's I think that's something to pay attention to. And I think, Wendy, like, even if you try to, like, cover it up, sis, like, it's almost, like, too late. This is Kevin? Yes, Kevin Hunter. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody, so, don't nobody else want Wendy. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, Wendy couldn't get a motherfucker even with all her money. Yeah. The only reason they'd be because of money. Because of her money, Wendy no. Wendy is probably one of the worst looking women I've ever laid my eyes on. Her body is very bad not right what? now. Her body is horrible. What you about to say? Mm-hmm. Say it, Amber. <laughs> um, so that's it for that. Something. Prayers up for... Um, people who are delusional um we wanted to get into some other you wanted to ring the bell i did but all right I go ahead <laughs> I <did>. <laughs> <laughs> next up uh, next case we're gonna talk about 21 savage and a couple of other artists meek mill chance the rapper who have taken part in um, defending a young rapper by the name of jamal knox and his um sentencing and the allegations that have been brought up against him joe brought this to my attention earlier because i was unaware of it um but i'm very glad to hear that you know people are taking um initiative and helping people who are wrongfully accused (laughs) rap stars killer mike 21 savage meek mills and others filed a supreme court brief asking justices to review the conviction of a pennsylvania rapper for the lyrics to his song. These artists are joined by academics and the music industry professionals um, on a brief that was filed Wednesday in the case of Jamal Knox, who's 24 years old, known as Mayhem Maul. Um, He went to prison for threatening two police officers by name in a 2012 Mm -hmm. song titled Fuck the Police. 
Um, the Pennsylvania from the lyric. Yeah, fuck the police, just the lyrics. Um, so the Pennsylvania Supreme Court upheld his conviction in August and found that the lyrics of the song are not protected under the First Amendment. Mm, that sucks. So uh, fuck the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said them by name. He did name them. Um, the language directed at the officers in the lyrics. That's freedom of speech. Fuck right, that, right. Man. It was a form of artistic expression and political expression that falls well within the scope of activity protected by the First Amendment. Um, I'm guessing that's what his lawyers are saying. That, yeah, that was yeah. what they were saying in order to defend him. It was saying more so like his lyrics is it, it's supposed to be artistically saying. not It's not supposed to be read like fuck the police or whoever the police names that he that he said fuck to. <laughs> Fuck you. What? <laughs> but um, it was more so supposed to be to a beat. It was supposed to be to, like, we're supposed to vibe to it. And it was supposed to have some kind of meaning towards it. Not, it wasn't supposed to be read like um, the Bible. Mm. You know, it's just unfortunate that. Fuck you, Officer John McDaniel. Why you can't say that? Right. I see kids say it to police day day on their face. <laughs> but how many John McDaniels are there? It could be a lot of them. But at the end of the day, it's like it could have been a name that he made up. At the end of when it comes to this whole situation, my opinion is that they are trying to target these young men for these very small acts and they have nothing to do. I don't even and also, think go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I I was gonna say I just don't even think they're crimes that these people need to be focused on. They're making or they're digging to right. find something. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But just want to clarify, it's not that he said fuck those poli- two police officers. That's the name of the song. He threatened two police officers in the song. So I just wanted to clear that up so y'all like fully understand. Like, I don't, I, I don't. People get threatened every day, B. 100% agree. Music. Threatened. Yeah, a million percent threatened agree. Song. I'm just saying that to me, it's a little bit more plausible to be arrested or not even arrested, but just like looked at a little bit by threatening two police officers by name as opposed to just saying fuck the police. Like, I feel like I could say fuck the police if I want to. But would I go on the radio, on, on the podcast and say, by the way, fuck officer this and officer this from, you know, Jersey City's uh, finest? Absolutely not. Can I, I go on a, on, on a radio show and say fuck Amber? Fuck Joe, fuck Asia. What makes the police any different that I could say it to y'all but not to them? It, again, he, he who knows how? I don't know the lyrics. What's the damn lyrics? Because he said, this says he threatens them. Maybe he name? said, I'm going to cut your what's, neck what's off. What's the dude's name? Cut um, your head off by your neck. They called him Mayhem Mall. Mayhem Mall is his, I guess, his so rap name. But his name is Jamal Knox, K-N-O-X. And I'm not saying he should be in jail. I still don't think that's... Okay, so here are the lyrics, and they got me sitting in the cell watching my life just pass me, but I ain't with that shit like Poplowski. I'm strapped nasty. <laughs> Is that it? Is that it? No, in the beginning, they he named some people. At the very top, it says, this first verse is for Officer Zeppler and oh. all you fed boys bitches. And Mr. Costco can suck my dick for knocking my riches. Okay, that's definitely okay. So, what is the first verse? But what's very threatening? The he verse. just said, "Fuck you." This first Ooh, verse is not for the officer. first line, though. 
Yeah, want, want beef? beef well, crack up. I'm with it. That whole department <laughs> can get well, it. There you go. That's it. The whole department can get it. <laughs> well, that, well, uh, that's well, fucked up because he don't mean it. You know what I mean? And I just think about the history of music and how many times you can consider a threat to a police officer being a song. Hold I'm on, pretty I, sure. I, I found. I think I found it. Oh, you found it. Shit, <clears throat> <laughs> I think I found it. <laughs> we we making prank phone calls. And as soon as you bitches come, we bust in heavy metal. Oh. <laughs> he talking. Oh. Talk, I don't I wish think... I had a mirror so I could show you. Your face. Oh. He talking. He talking about a guitar. I don't. Heavy Wait, metal. No, you, you know how it's not. Parentheses. Sound of gunfire. <laughs> oh. Well. Every time we try to it's fix like it, no, no, every no, single no. way. Yeah. There's a lawyer in, in the fucking uh, in the courtroom. Nope. Uh, sorry. Play the uh, background gun. So, <laughs> like, so, what? So, so is he being charged or just telling? They yeah, telling him to take to the record yet? down. Um, I, I think he was actually arrested. Yeah, he, he was, was already arrested. arrested. And um, these rappers, these Killer Mike, Twenty One Savage, to review the mail. conviction. Right, yeah, they, so he was already convicted. Yeah, he was. He was. Asked, they were asking for the conviction to be reviewed. Right. Um, by the state, he was yep. convicted for this and charged and, with. I don't know what they would call it. Probably like something that? like that. And honestly, this and this is why we have this conversation because it's just like we gotta even figure out what he's been charged with. Right. Because there's so many other things happening and going on that people need to be getting charged sure. for. Sure. But now we're sitting here reading lyrics to a rap song, <laughs> figuring, right. trying to figure like, out. Like we ain't even this, know. If like it's probable right. enough. This sounds right. Yeah, he should be arrested right, for this. Right, right. Like, but there's so many other things going on, hate crimes, et cetera, et cetera, that people need to be arrested for. Speaking of these things, um, it looks like there was a sixth grader who was arrested um, for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. And, yes. Unacceptable. A sixth grader who was arrested for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance and um, Jay-Z and Rock Nation and all their officials with all of their money went to help um, to get this young man acquitted of those charges. It's so unfortunate that this type of stuff has to happen even to children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like during the whole immigration case with 21 Savage, um, Jay-Z and Rock Nation helped them through that. But he also helped this young sixth grader by the name of Jabari Talbot, who was arrested and faced misdemeanor charges because he refused to participate in the Pledge of Allegiance. He apparently told his substitute teacher that he wouldn't partake in the pledge because the flag was racist. Mm. And the and I'm quoting now, the flag was racist and the national anthem was offensive to black people. And so when the Rock Nation team found out about this, they acquired famous lawyer Alex Spiro to take his case pro bono. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's who actually was on the other case, too. With absolutely. The, um, this yes. Guy, whatever his 21? name is. 21? No, him. No, oh, with um, Jamal Knox Jamal. as well. Mm-hmm. He, I need to find out who Alex Spiro is. He's the one who is. filed the brief for, um, yeah, for his lyrics. He about to get mad. Mark. But, I mean, we know Jay-Z is literally cleaning up house, like, with right. his legal team. He, mm-hmm, he got mm-hmm. Meek, right? He got the sixth grader. He got mm-hmm. twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, he got Knox, not right. Yeah. Just, so he he's. It's like yo, 
if you if you got you know my bed or your team like thank god for jay-z you know what i'm saying because he really doing the work out here and there's so much work that he's done that is not brought to the forefront Mm -hmm. but him and his wife but and i like like and i like a lot absolutely because it's just like he's not doing it just for the 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 people out there already in the limelight he's already doing with the people that and that's what that's i feel like that's what real philanthropic you know Mm -hmm. people like that's what they are you know what i'm saying like yeah you got all this money yeah you're you know basically a billionaire right Mm -hmm. do something bro and it's not to say i'm this poor person holding my hands out please give me money but yes you're using your position on on the on the pedestal that you're on and you're helping those in your same field who would otherwise have not. Whose taxes did he just pay? Jay Z just paid someone's taxes. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna play. Who? How much did I'm gonna play oh. Savon the Dawn right now. I don't know if hey, y'all listen. Celebrity taxes. Yeah, I forget who it was. Yeah. Lord. If y'all caught that, then y'all listen to um, a show. Why you that come I and pay? To. You know, one of these um, hardworking mothers' taxes or some shit. I feel that, but it's like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not against saying that celebrities should, like, share the wealth, right? Or or rich people, rather, because not every rich person is a celebrity. But it's just like, you know, I hate to take away from the- He paid Lil Wayne's taxes. I thought it was Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. Lil Um, Wayne? Lil Wayne? He helped Lil Wayne (laughs) pay back taxes. It was, like, what, 200,000? It was 208. He's doing mad community service out here. I'm saying, like, he's out here doing the work. Why Lil Wayne ain't got 200,000? I don't understand it. I think it was- more than that. Hold on. I want two hundred million. I think it was. Jane. I think I saw two hundred eight million. But let's see something. Two hundred eight million. A motherfucker owes two hundred eight million ta- million dollars in taxes. Fuck him. He on his own. Like, that's look, a lot of money. That's all this stuff you just said, Uncle Rob. Fuck him. How do you not pay two hundred eight million dollars? Oh, it's two hundred eight million. Jesus. I think that's what I saw. That's crazy. He paid seven point seven two million. Okay, for still Wayne. a lot, but two hundred million is like seven, in twenty twelve. But it's, lottery it might not have been Wayne this recent time. Yeah, because that I had I saw he December two thousand eighteen. Yeah, it was just recently. Um, Damn. But anyways, um. Well, thank you, Jay Z, for paying people's taxes. <laughs> like, please. I do thank you for doing that. Should have paid. Yeah, Wesley I saw that seven point seven two million. Yeah. That happened December twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. Um, yeah, Lil Wayne says Jay Z helped him pay with his taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know what? Um, Jay Z has been doing a lot of philanthropic things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I think that. He wouldn't say anything about it, but there's people who would talk about it regardless just because he's Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see that he's helping, like, social causes. Okay. Um, especially with these young people getting out of jail for being wrongfully convicted yes. for things when they're, they're other I think things. he got something brewing, too, though. Like, all these things he's doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's in vain. Even no. though, whatever, it's absolutely, great that he's absolutely. doing it. Jay-Z? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think he got his own whole, like, I mean, him and, him and, um, Diddy are already working together yeah. on something. And I think he's just trying to make this entire conglomerate of like black Wall Street. Why just, not? Right. You know what Why I'm saying? Like buy not? back the block type shit. No, so I'm definitely I can't wait. With title I, and all that stuff trying to, you know, have 
especially you know with music absolutely you know they're not uh, not racist but white people been controlling music forever absolutely so to Still. have some i met this cool guy crazy. dr jaja shakur shout out to him he's um phd um teacher at essex county college and he specializes in educating young rappers on the music industry and teaching them that they are the record label. You don't have to sign over your life to nobody. Like you control what you control your music. You control where your music goes. Especially nowadays. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he literally is teaching these people like the things not to do. Cause we watch all these stories now on all these artists who were getting robbed. Mm-hmm. Rob Blind, even the greatest Quincy Jones getting paid $20 for freaking, uh, another story. But shout out to him. It's great that people are out there, you know. Not just the rappers. People. I mean, let's look at TLC. And, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that when she said A whole said lot that. of other artists. Yeah. You know, black artists on top of that. Sure, the white artists got jerked too, but. Yeah. You know, we only know the black artists. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot coming out now, especially when it comes to these artists who are young and maybe like SoundCloud rappers or whatever. But when it comes to these streaming services and the rights that people have to your music when you're streaming on SoundCloud, um, and I also think it comes to iTunes as well, they're manipulating the industry to make rappers think that, you know, they have freedom with their music on these streaming platforms but they actually don't. Nope. When you put your music on this platform, they automatically own it now. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very um, careful when it comes to that. I think right now, to put your music on Spotify is kind of like the way to go, the safest way to go right now. I don't know the exact details of it, but I listen to other podcasts and other people report on it, especially music podcasts. So for anybody who's an independent artist, be very careful sure. with where you place your music, how you place it, um, and make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's because um, they're really trying to turn the world of streaming into something totally different. Right. But well, you got to remember a lot of the artists, let's just, for instance, Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They streaming. Uh, who who the fuck would have ever thought, thought their right. music would be streaming? streaming. So that shit wasn't even in their contract. Right. So now these, you know, these streaming services, they... You gotta De La Soul. This right. happened. Same this thing. is happening right. to De La Soul right sure. now, and I sure. feel horrible because the impact that De La Soul has on hip hop music, and to know that this is happening to them, where somebody owns the rights, they doubling mm-hmm. up on their money with them now. That's do they even get some crazy? Do they even get like? Royalties on that depends on how much you know how much they own, mm-hmm. Damn. how much wow. they signed mm-hmm. off in the beginning. A lot of people were signing shit on. Oh, I'm gonna be on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. There you go. That's right. so crazy. Yeah. I, I, every time I see they that, like on them. all these documentaries and stuff, like it's so crazy. And we talk about music. I watched that damn Sam Cooke documentary. Mm. Bro, you have to watch it. I love watching. It's whole called. Yeah. It's called the. Two, the two, two killings yeah, of, of Sam, Sam Cook on Netflix. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I've ne- I did not know that about Sam Cook that wow. he was an activist mm-hmm. right up there with Malcolm X, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Did not know that this man was about to create an entire like record label 
for black people, made by I've black heard people. Of that. And that they that. saying the conspiracy is do you and that. do you understand like, like this is why these you, things happen? It was like to he us. has to be stopped. Like and he was stopped. He was stopped, basically. And then you watching the damn people testifying. You could tell they lying. Killed in the same hotel that Martin Luther King was killed in. Like with no no clothes on, basically. And they knew that like, this is a church man. Like mm-hmm. he, you know what I'm saying? Like he performed right in Nork at um Greater um what's that church? I sung there about a month ago. But he performed right there in Nork at that church. It's so and he crazy. was a gospel on musician. Um probably was on Clinton Avenue if it was in Nork. It was Greater mm-hmm. something. Greater Greater Harvest Union, something like that. I had sung there about a month ago with my church. But anyway, um oh, it's such a good it's horrible. Story. It's it, crazy. It's like, there's no reason he's dead. Like, Sam Cooke should still be, you know, receiving his flowers now. Like, <laughs> he he was gone too soon. Like, you look at Smokey Robinson. Like, Sam could, Sam could be right there. See, that's what these kids and these artists have now. We could get all that information right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's so much we didn't know about our favorite musicians and mm-hmm. shit like that because there was... Right. No internet, and especially back then, yeah. mm-hmm. nobody wanted to fucking, these white people didn't care to tell Mm-mm. the black people's exactly. story back then. Mm-hmm. We and didn't it was know more, what they were going through. Right. And it was more so hearsay. So sure. it's just like. Yeah. Right. And now that's how you got people like Chance, right? Who's like, fuck, fuck labels. Mm-hmm. You know what the fuck I want. You, you, you want, like, I could license my shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but ain't no label. No, I'm not signing nobody. You know I what I'm saying? No Absolutely. Label. Absolutely. So. so there's that. Um, do we want to get into the library? Do we want to get into letters? I, I like the library. Um, we can do the library because by next week it's going to be over. We can't do the library next week. So let's get into the library. Oh, God. I'm going to have to go to the depths of my city. And this library we, we wanted to do last week because it happened last week. But we also got caught up in conversation last week. But. Let me tell you, so before we do, before we come and record at the studio, we have our pre-production meetings and we kind of just rally in on what the flow of the show is going to be. And so last week we we frequented a restaurant that we usually don't frequent on a pre-production meeting. Um, do we want to name the restaurant? No. No. No, no, no. Okay, so we went to a restaurant and there was a gentleman who came through the door and he caused a significant amount of confusion and aggravation in the restaurant. Amber was not having it, so I'll let her tell you the story. It's a really quick story. Homie comes in with his headphones on, blaring to the point where I could hear, like, the music that that was playing in his headphones. So that was, like, kind of... Strike one, because it's just like, it's no reason that your music is that loud. You're not at the gym. Like, you just walked in with your little book bag on. Ooh, little book bag. It's, it's, it's just no reason that your, your music should be, like, it should that should be hurting your ears. And it's like 5 p.m., maybe. Cool. He sits down. And me being my friendly chipper self, after having a drink or two, I hear him ask someone, like, oh, how much is that? Or, you know, is something about drinks or how much is a certain drink? What's the drink special? There you go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, let me, to myself, I'm thinking, oh, he's wondering where the drink specials are. Let me show him this nice board over here that 
clearly states that these are the drink specials. <laughs> we just look over here for real quick. You'll you'll see it. So I say, hey, the drink specials are right there. He goes, are they? That should have been strike two and three for me to know. Shut your ass up, Amber. He's on a different level. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I was on maybe level two and a half and a half already. Couple drinks. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, just going to ignore that. (laughs) He kept talking and saying things like, what makes those drinks so special? Okay, I see you're on, you know, something else, maybe something harder than alcohol. So I'm just going to leave it alone. A nice woman comes in who's at minimum 55. Right. 55. Auntie. Sure. Mm -hmm. Comes in and sits in betwixt young man <laughs> and I young man starts to hug auntie they apparently know one another um young Allegedly. man right young man is of the Asian slash Latino persuasion mm-hmm. auntie is of the African American persuasion mm-hmm doesn't really have much to do with the story but has a lot to do with the story so homie is like so good to see you again how you been all this stuff and and ma'am is like oh i'm good you know i'm chilling you know i'm here just to relax and have a drink aka shut the fuck up i'm not trying to talk to you right now i'm at the bar (laughs) trying to enjoy myself but she's an older woman so she's not trying to be rude like i would be So I'm I'm hearing everything because I'm sitting right next to them. So I let a few minutes go by. and He's like putting his hands on her hands. Like, your hands are so soft. I'm like, it ain't no fucking way this lady knows this man. Like, y'all don't know each other. But fine, that's not my business. I let it go. Maybe she does know him. He then gets into, I believe that's when the rude comment started. When that other girl, another woman walks in. He starts speaking Spanish to her. And I heard him say a very offensive curse word as the girl Mm -hmm. is walking out. And I said, yo, why would you say that in here? Like, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to hear your filthy mouth. And you probably thought that since this is a bar filled of black people, nobody would know what you're saying. But I'm sitting here and mind you, I've been sitting there taking about 20 minutes of his nonsense. So I finally like just exploded. Like, yo, you got to like chill. Like, you can't say stuff like that to a woman. And especially, like, around other people. Like, nobody wants to hear your, your, your potty mouth, basically. That's what I said in so many words. Many words. That's when another auntie came mm-hmm. who was first auntie's niece. That was Miss Joyce. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we got two aunties. Mm-hmm. He's between them both. Mm-hmm. He tells new auntie, do you want to sit here so you could talk to your friend? She said, oh, yeah, thanks, sure. Sis gets up with all of her stuff proceeds to move to the next seat he goes oh no you're not sitting here you didn't you didn't think i was gonna you thought i was gonna move (laughs) sir why would you ask this lady who's probably double your age another auntie like why would you make this woman another black woman mind you we're in a black bar like why why are you doing this why are you making all this tension right now like you're being you're being (laughs) very disrespectful so sis is like listen i'm not about to deal with this you know, you in my bar. She tapped that bar about four four good times. She said, you in my bar. You either going to be nice or you going to get, get the fuck out. That's it. That's what auntie said. She said those exact words. 
I don't believe he said anything after that. I think no, he, he, he was found his way to the, other, to the side. other side of the he bar. To, he went to the bathroom first. He went he to went the, the ladies' room. Right, he went to the ladies' room. He in the ladies' bathroom. Right, he in the ladies' bathroom. And was like, where he went? He went to the ladies' Yes, he was in the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> I think he he came out, saw her sitting in his seat, and that's when he went to the to other, the other side, side of the bar. Because he wanted no sauce. Exactly. I think eventually, like he came back, or this may have been before. I just know there was a point in time when I told the bartender, like y'all either need security, you need a you need the manager, you need somebody because this man right here is fucking trash. And I need him to be removed from the premises mm-hmm. right fucking now. He's been harassing mm-hmm. this lady next to me. Harassing my ears because I have to listen to his Amber nonsense. Amber was not having it with him. Harassing everyone else at the bar because now everyone else is seeing him do the dumb shit. He's harassed another group of three girls at the other end of the bar. So I'm like, yo, like, can y'all tell him to leave? The bartender says some bullshit talking about. Okay, uh, you gotta pipe You gotta down. chill. <laughs> no, it ain't a chill situation. We want to go. Long story short, this man makes his way back around the bar again, goes next to the door, stands there for like 10 minutes as if he's about to leave, doesn't leave for another 10 minutes, and then walks out with his middle finger up. As to say, F everybody in right. the bar. Like, what and is he wrong with do you? it while everybody is looking. Oh, absolutely not. He's doing it on his way out the door. I want y'all to know that Amber is very, really sugarcoating this story because <laughs> Amber was not having it. Okay, I wasn't. She, I don't like she, this shit. she kindly t- tilted her head towards the right side and said, "I just want y'all to know <laughs> that it's about to happen." <laughs> and so me, I'm like, "All right, let it happen. I'm with it." And then I'm in my head like. I really just don't want him to say nothing to Amber because if he say not something to Amber, then I'm really Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Up. I think he, he he said something towards me, but I never knew what it was. Yeah, and that's Joe when Joe, Joe checked and, and I'm was just like, like, yeah, you, oh, you yeah. not talking to her. And Absolutely I was just like, not. okay, yeah. So. Yeah, that's when, that's really what it was. Yeah, so that, it was, a lot had happened. You know, I was very confident in the fact that I was going to have to fight that evening. But thank God. He wasn't about that. He was drunk no. as a skunk. He, he didn't came want in no there, He came in there lit like on level a thousand after being wherever he was at ended up having one drink that was like on happy hour for like four dollars so you came in there and you spent four dollars yeah <laughs> and then as the bartender's pouring it he goes can you keep pouring like you're a scum you're i think that's what i told him i told yeah. him that he's scum she did at the bottom of my shoe mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. and yeah he left with his middle finger up at us and I would I did. love to I see him again. I was afraid when I left because I thought maybe he would shoot me or something like that. But he wasn't there. He actually went home. So, yeah. So yeah. there's that. So he got taken to the library. You got read. And next time you see us, you might Oh, he better just, not be in that. Mm-mm. He need to turn around and walk the other way because he don't want no sauce. I think, like, when Amber started talking about him, she put him, put everybody else in the establishment on alarm. And so now everybody got had their eye exactly, on him. Exactly, because I made that. sure to speak extremely loudly. Like Amber was extremely loudly. Yep. She was the PA system Absolutely. in the school building. Sure was. Yep. <laughs> and everybody heard Amber. But, I mean, it had to be done because he was being totally disrespectful. Right. Shit. So it was what it was. I was just waiting for him to say something to my sis. And then I was like, all right, so we can fight. He knew not to, son. He, I, I mean, and then as he leaves, he, he says... He says bye to every Everybody. single fucking person in the bar except except us. Us. He wouldn't say nothing to <laughs> like us. Like people he don't know. Right. Dapping them up. High fiving. Hugging. Word. But it's all it's all good. It's all good. 
we just want y'all to know that when we be outside, we really don't play no games. Actually, Amber really don't play no games because she talk about anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's all right. No, but you got to call shit like that out, especially when it's disrespect. And then, all right, time's up. Don't be putting a bell on me. No, I'm just saying that's that. Oh, okay. I'm about to say that was extremely the fuck rude, (laughs) but... I was like, oh, time's up. That, that there there thing. goes an example of... I'm sober, so that's not even me being lit. I'm just saying that was rude. But That you wasn't, wasn't rude. That I was, see that was now. I'll take fact. it back. Okay, got All it, right. got it, got it. But, but yeah. it really, the way it came in, real it was, left field. It was, it was real Like, you was trying aggressive. to cut her off. But it's cool. Um, I guess now we should go you into final chill. thought and end the show. Um, You can fucking chill. I'm not doing that. Oh, but ringing a oh, bell. Shit. You can ring my bell. No, you can't ring my bell. This bell won't be on the table the next it time. It sure we won't. It's going to be on the table <laughs> if sure I can won't. find it. It sure won't. Shit. All right. Anyway, Thanks, though, uh, we got final thoughts. I got mine. I just want to say, you got yours? I got mine. I could think of one, maybe. Um. Hmm. How am I feeling right now? Let me be transparent for the people. Yes. Um, I'm angry. I'm annoyed. But I'm settled. Mm. Um, And that just comes from some things that I had to experience within the last couple days. Um, Within what I see in the news. In the news, I put a T on that, you didn't sure I? Did. <laughs> <laughs> what I've been seeing, I'm a D in the news. <laughs> um, what I've been seeing in the news when it comes to this whole R. Kelly and Michael Jackson situation, I'm angry and I'm annoyed. I'm angry and I'm annoyed at seeing um, black men being convicted for things that are nonsensical. Um, I'm angry and annoyed because I still see that there's a strong disregard for black women and black people as a whole. I'm angry and annoyed that there's a strong disregard for me as a woman um, by people who know me personally. I'm strongly annoyed and angry with society, period. Um, But I'm settled because... I know who I am, mm. and I know who I belong to. Mm. No weapon formed against me shall no prosper. That's my final thought. I'm against me. Okay, now. <laughs> you made me laugh. <laughs> it won't work. It won't work. That's my song. I really love that song. I'm going to listen to that when I get in the car. I'm settled in that, though. I'm very settled in knowing that no matter what is against me, we'll never win. I'm a child of the king. The so therefore, the I high. will always win. Yes. I'm a child of God. Okay. You can't. You could throw anything you want my way. The devil could try to put all this unsettlement into my life, but I'm still settled on the word of God. And well, we're going to go there because I'm not about to preach. Hallelujah. Okay. So there's that. I'm done. You can take this in any way, shape, or form. Your growth scares people who don't want to change. That's it. 
your growth scares people who don't want to change. Hold, 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 hold up. Don't, don't, don't run up the stairs right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go up there yet. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> got to go. <laughs> it's my time. Right. Like, Facts. Get on the train or stand there, <laughs> but I'm Facts. leaving. Right. Choo-choo. Right. Right. Because, like, honestly speaking. That's, that wasn't it. Huh? Hmm? What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I ain't got nothing else. But, I mean. It's just more so. He has I don't have anything else. Oh, oh my goodness! I'm still talking. Because you were still talking, because you said I don't have anything else. But you can take it any way you want to. All right. So, um, are you done? I don't want you to be done if you ain't done. Because usually your final thoughts be nice and fluffy. I like yours. If you want more, I got more. But I said I take, I I, I want to leave it how it is. Oh, okay, I mean, cool. it's better to say less. Cool. So for my final thought, um, I want to give 12 time wasters that you might be doing that hopefully you can realize you are doing them and then stop. Because a lot of these things I do and they prevent me from doing a lot of the shit that I want to do. So it's a real quick list. One is waiting for inspiration. Just do that shit. Two is doing everything by yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help, Amber. Three is worrying about what people will say. Focus on what is good for you instead. Uh, One, two, three, four is not living your life. Five is fear. Six is complaining. Seven is unfinished tasks, right? They consume your energy. They consume your attention, right? You, then you got to decide, do I give up or do I just keep going, right? Right. Um, eight, eight, trying to please everybody. Fuck them niggas. Ooh, God. Comparing yourself, like the most unproduct- unproductive thing you could ever do. Repeating the same mistakes. The dumbest thing you can do. Perfectionism. Another one of those dumb things because we'll never be perfect. Because the only perfect being. Lord, not nah, save you. And 12 is a lack of priorities. If you don't get involved in things and you don't put things in boxes, then they'll never get done. So just do that shit. Can I add 13? Sure. Uh-huh. Don't take your daughter to R. Kelly concert. Fact, though. <laughs> Big fact. That is a huge Fact-o. time waster. <laughs> That's a lifesaver. <laughs> like, you can't go to the R. Kelly concert, you're going to get a life sentence. Okay? He may, he may not even be booked for a concert okay. in the stadium. It may be in somebody's backyard. Then you definitely don't go. Then you definitely don't go. Right. Word up. Too close proximity. Right. Well, I think that was a good show. What do y'all think? I think so, too. Well, you yeah. Want to close this, out? Mm-hmm. this is episode 20 of the People's Podcast. I want to thank you, the listeners. Also, I want to thank my co-host, Miss Asia Michelle mm-hmm. and Miss Amber Nicole. And shout out to our engineer, Uncle Ra. Thank you. Tune in to the legal episode of 21 next week <laughs> 21 21 20 i ain't know where that shit was going <laughs> 21 21 21 yes let's turn up i asked one of them kids who i read to on tuesday what's your name he gonna say 21 <laughs> <laughs> First of boy all, speaking about some kids we shit. read to 
So one of the books before we go, one of the books I read to I also read the fourth graders. And one of one of them was my little cousin in that class. Anyway, I read to some fourth graders and I read the story of Hansel and Gretel, right? And in the story of Hansel and Gretel, like the mother was one of the she was the one that was for them, like being out in the woods yeah, by themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so the mother died at the end of the story. And then this little girl was like, see, that's karma. <laughs> How old? Nine. Nine. <laughs> Talk about that's karma. See, that's, that's karma, karma. And that's what she get. That's crazy. Shout out to them kids because right. they that's were hilarious. Crazy. When I tell you the points that they brought up, they was using words that I don't think I used when I was in fourth grade. They was talking about karma, misconception, oh. lies, and deceit. I'm like, Dang, but they look. They, what they are look, y'all watching they was on watching TV? All my children, <laughs> right. right? So shout out to them that that was funny. Anyway, um, I guess yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in for episode twenty, right? Yeah. Um, yes. if y'all gonna hear this on Sunday, so if you hear this on Sunday and you wasn't you wasn't out on Friday night, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, but the People's Podcast was live on Friday at the um regular Royal International Women's Day game night. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is like a Marvel movie. Like it ends and then it's a little more. At the right. End. <laughs> We're going home. Bye, y'all. Bye. See you next week. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Not singing at the same time. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs>